0: If you've ever been given the it's not your fault we're getting a divorce speech like I did on my 13th birthday, you will recognize that divorce is a death. But that death often follows remarriage and stepbrothers and sisters and stepchildren. And so, how does a dad navigate his second marriage with a blended family successfully? Find out today as we unpack seven principles of the smart stepdad. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood from men in the arena. It's equipping men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Hey guys, this episode is sponsored by Juniper Mountain Trading Post Coffee. Guys, I'm excited about this coffee company. Juniper Mountain Trading Post was founded by hunters, ranchers, and farmers. Crafting the best coffee that you can buy is the foundation of this company. Their mission is much deeper. It is to stand against the decay of morals in our country, the corrosion of integrity, honor, and tradition. Just like they don't compromise their coffee's quality, they'll never compromise their values. When you buy from Juniper Mountain Trading Post, you can rest assured that your money supports American craftsmanship, and manufacturing their values are simple operate with honesty and integrity treat people right and never cut corners guys when you go to buy your coffee from junipermountaintradingpost.com at the checkout enter the code arena and you will receive 10% off your order Men in the Arena Army, I salute you. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. This is Equipping Men in 10. If you haven't noticed, all summer long, we're recording a bunch of equipping episodes. We're taking a a break from our interview episodes until the fall. I am here to guide you through the stress bubble of life and beyond to your best version. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys, as you know, this year we are collecting 365 hero stories. These are stories where you or someone that you love has been transformed in some way by the ministries of men in the arena. And, guys, this is uh, hero story number 69. This is hero story number 69. It comes from Josiah, and he writes, Hey, today is a one-year anniversary from the culmination of my addiction. My, my wife and I struggled with alcohol addiction, and I began pushing us to stop and 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 so we both could change our lives. During this time of my addiction, I was struggling with God. I'd wandered far away. But through your podcast, I found Christ. We've come back, and our marriage is stronger than it's ever been in 15 years. So that is excited, Josiah. Hit us up with your physical address, man. We want to send you some swag. So, guys, I want to jump into the meat of today's podcast. You know, this is coming from my friend Ron Deal's book, The Smart Stepdad. And in his book, he lists seven principles for the smart stepdad. And so I'm going to tell you what these are today, and I'm going to break them down. I'm going to pull a few quotes out of Ron's book that I think these will really help you. Now, I will say this. I oftentimes get guys going, why are you talking about step parenting? This is a Christian podcast. Agreed. However... The divorce rates among Christians or church people are about the same as those who are not church people. So we have to address this issue of divorce so that men, when they do divorce, for whatever reason that is, whether they are biblical reasons or unbiblical reasons, uh, and the only biblical reason is really adultery, but we want to help these guys to make sure that their second marriage is their final marriage. We want to make sure that as they uh, enter this uh, covenant with their second wife, that they have a blended family situation that is set up for success and not failure. So we don't want to turn a blind eye to a uh, an issue that's rampant in the church we want to help these guys to get it right the second time we don't know the circumstances behind their first divorce so here's principle number 1 principle number 1 is this blended families are not born duh so this so developing a sense of familyness is a journey you can't just step into a situation where there's pain and grief and loss and god knows what else and just make it something that you can't proclaim it you've got to uh, enjoy and embark on a journey and adventure so that's your first principle realize that this family that you're involved with now It's not born. It's not just going to happen. It's not just going to, the children aren't just going to comply. You are now on a journey. So that's principle number one. Principle number two is this. Once you understand that principle number one, that this is a journey, principle two is patience is a virtue. This is critical, guy. So you can't come in and conquer the problem. you got to come in and realize that this is a series of battles over time. You wait patiently. You love generously. In his book, Deal writes, Because the average blended family needs between five and seven years to merge and form a shared family identity. Ron says this he says I tell couples to create their family with a slow cooker approach not a blender you know what I've noticed when you put things in a slow cooker they come out really good and they come out whole it's your pot roast it's it's your whatever but when you put them in a blended uh, when you put them in a blender things get destroyed and mangled so you've got to be careful this is not a blender situation this is not a microwave situation. This is a situation where you have to be patient. And I I say that over and over. You are playing long ball here. So you're playing a game over time. You're on a journey, which is principle one, right? Principle two is you are being patient. Principle three is this. Man, and I've written about this recently. Marriage is first. I don't know why your marriage dissolved. I don't know why her marriage dissolved. Maybe it's her first marriage and your second, or vice versa. Maybe there was adultery. Maybe there was immaturity. I have no idea what your story is, but I will tell you this. Several years ago, I walked into a group of men who I was training to start a men's ministry in their church with men in the arenas curriculum. In other words, these are leaders in a church. When I walked into the room, I heard one of the leaders boasting that he gave his third wife this speech that his kids are more important than her. And if she didn't like it, she could just get out of there. And when I heard that, I stepped, sat down and I said, hey, bro, can you prove that in Scripture, that your kids are more important than your wife? And he stuttered his way through it and finally admitted that no, he couldn't prove it in Scripture. I said, well, bro, because it's not there. Your marriage is first. In fact, I have a bumper sticker on the back of my truck that says, Wife is greater than kids. You know, I handed a hundred of those bumper stickers out, and not one guy put it on his car because it's making a bold, biblical statement, and it's a statement that our world really doesn't want to hear. So what I'm saying is this. If you want to be a smart stepdad, you love your stepchildren's mother well. That is your job. A committed, loving marriage is the first and last motivator of step-family integration, according to Ron Deal. So strengthen your marriage. So and he writes this, Ron writes this. He says, just as the love of a highly motivated person bids the love of someone initially cold to warm up, your loving marriage encourages the members of your family to eventually love one another. So it starts with you loving your bride well. Principle number four is this. Step parenting is a team sport. So you have your stepchildren, your wife, has her stepchildren, your wife has her biological children, you have your biological children. Your role as parents in this blended family is to play a team sport, play to your individual strengths in trying to pull this blended family together. Now realize your family probably does not live together full time, right? So you have stepkids coming and going. You have to pull together, and Ron writes this, Parenting in the step-family ocean has inherent challenges, so it requires synchronized swimming by parents. In most step-families, this includes two groups, the parents and step-parent within your home and the co-parents in separate homes. What that means is you have to integrate and synchronize parenting with your ex-wife's potential new husband, that unit, and your Wives, ex-husbands, wife, and that unit. Principle five is this. And I experienced this as a young teenager when my parents got divorced. Divorce is a death. You know, the Bible says that the wages of sin is death in the book of Romans. Divorce is death. Divorce is a result of some kind of sin. Your children are not a part of that your children are recipients of that, that fruit, that rotten fruit. Your children are grieving. Allow your children and stepchildren to grieve because this loss, this death, complicates the bonding and the building of love. So allow them to grieve well. Ron in his book writes this, giving Given that grief is a powerful undercurrent in the stepfamily ocean, always just below the surface of daily interactions, both parents and step-parents should look for ways to share their grief journeys openly. For parents recognizing sadness, i.e., you're missing your mom today, huh? And entering a child's grief at holidays, special days, and milestone moments is important for the child's well-being and the process of family bonding. Grief must not be denied. Sharing the journey together is what makes grief tolerable. So just recognize in principle five that even though there's a remarriage, there was a death and divorce is a death. Principle number six is this, stay true To your vows. In other words, don't walk away from this marriage too soon. You may say, well, I'm not going to do that. Well, we know from statistics that second marriages divorce at a 10 to 25% higher rate Than First marriages. So when you enter a second marriage, statistically, you're entering a time that will be actually more difficult to make that marriage work than your first marriage. So you have to stay true to your vows. I cannot stress that enough. And I think part of the reason here, guys, is this. Once you say no to marriage number one, it's easier to say no to marriage number two. In other words, let me put it in terms I really resonate with. Once I eat that first Doritos potato chip, the second one comes a lot easier. So you just, in the second marriage, you have to stay committed to your vows. I cannot stress that enough. And it goes back to principle number three, right? Marriage is first. So principle number seven and our final principle today is this, passionately pursue Jesus. I don't know what your journey is about. I don't know where you were spiritually, but when we passionately pursue Jesus, it changes things. And this is my man theology 101, man, if you want to become your best version It starts with you passionately pursuing Jesus, not saying I'm a Christian, not saying I go to church, but are you passionately pursuing Jesus, which will lead you to church, which will lead you into ministry, which will lead you into financially supporting causes that you care about? Do you love Jesus. Are you fired up? Are you sold out for Jesus? That is principle number seven. Hey guys, make sure if you haven't done so yet that you click the subscribe button on this podcast. When you subscribe when you subscribe to our podcast, you help us uh, grow in the rankings and you help us influence more men for Christ. So we sure appreciate you clicking that subscribe button today. Until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd taste the sweetness of victory, smell the stench of battle, get in the game, get dirty, grind it out, and be a man.